It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Red Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jake Devereaux, joined as usual by my co-host, Matt Collins. We're here to bring you the best Red Sox coverage on the internet Monday through Friday, and we want to be part of your daily routine, so be sure to subscribe to us on Himalaya, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. This is your August 21st edition of the podcast, and on today's show, we're going to be hitting on the game and a few roster moves that were made. Um, But before we get to that, I want to tell you about Locked On Fantasy Football. Um, I know you guys are out there getting ready for your drafts. Some of you have already had some drafts. Um, And if you want to stay ahead and keep ahead of the rest of your league mates for the rest of this year, you need to check out Vinny Iyer on the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast. Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everybody else because then you are the same. Get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Check out the Lockdown Fantasy Football Podcast on all the fav- your favorite podcast providers. All right, Matt, uh, let's get to the game here. Um, Red Sox end up dropping this first game to the Phillies 3-2. Um, couple, couple mistakes at the end. Uh, the biggest one, I think, is the Bogarts mistake, um, the base running mistake, trying to go to third, kind of a boneheaded play by him. You think uh, that was the biggest one? It's a, it's a hot take, Jake. <sighs> You know what, Matt? If you want to, go I don't back, know what other mistake was made. All right, yes, the biggest mistake of the game. No other mistakes made. Um, but the uh, the other thing here, the other big story for the game is just how well Aaron Nola pitched. So let's talk about the base running error first. What the hell is Bogey thinking there, going in that situation? I think he's just trying to do too much. I guess. Um, I mean, that's the only explanation I can think of. I mean, you're taught, I don't know, in, like, Little League, I guess. If you're on second, you only go to third if the ball is hit behind you. Uh, ball is hit in front of him, and I think he just really wanted to get to third uh, with less than two outs to with it being a one-run game. And, I mean, I get that, but you just – you can't forget how to play baseball. That's essentially what it boils down to. He forgot one of the first things you learn playing baseball, and it was an easy out and just totally deflating. Um, it really felt like they had a chance to do something there um, and at least tie that game, but he just, as soon as he got thrown out at third, you knew that was that was pretty much the game. Yeah, it, it really was. And, and Aaron Nola uh, in this one for the Phillies, though, pitched incredible. Um, seven innings for him, seven strikeouts, just two earned runs, four hits allowed, only walked one, the J.D. Martinez walk. Um, standout stuff for watching him. I mean, the guy just, he, he creates a lot of deception. He keeps the ball low. Um, he's he's great. I don't know. I was very impressed by watching him tonight. He throws... So many strikes, and not a lot of them are, like, right down the middle meatballs. Um, they, the Red Sox did take some early strikes um, and some counts that they probably should have jumped on. Um, Jackie Bradley's home run was on the first pitch, which I think they should have probably been looking to attack early more often. But, I mean, most of his strikes early in counts are still 
pitches with a lot of movement on the edge of the zone. And, uh, I mean, yeah, he's a great pitcher. They had some chances later in his start that they probably should have taken advantage of and didn't. But, uh, I mean, most of the credit goes to him. He's just really good. They ran to a good pitcher. Yeah, yeah. And it was interesting that they noted on the broadcast how good he's been against um, AL um, teams, you know, teams that don't see him a lot. Um, It seems like that deception and the stuff plays up a little bit more if teams aren't so familiar with them. Yeah, that's probably true. I wonder how true it is today just with between just how much more player movement there is today than there was in the past and all the video scouts. And I think it's probably still true to an extent, but I don't know if it is to the extent it was like when Remy was playing, for example. Yeah, probably not quite as big as that, especially with the, the video technology that, you know, everybody's looking at all the time anyway. Um, Brian Johnson did end up getting the start in this one after we were kind of unsure whether or not he was going to get the start. Um, he wasn't particularly good, allowed three earned runs, wasn't terrible either. Um, but the big story here, I think, is the bullpen did a tremendous job after he came out of the game. Didn't allow any runs. I mean... Yeah, the bullpen was great. Johnson wasn't, like he said, he was he was awful in that first inning. But after that, he wasn't really too bad. No. Um, I mean, the pitching was really good after that first inning. Obviously, that's mostly the bullpen. Johnson only went three and two-thirds. But, uh, I mean, the bullpen's been good for a few weeks now. They obviously had some blemishes here and there, but every bullpen's going to have that. Um, they've really been reliable, and it's this game felt like it was probably over um, after he gave up those three runs, as it turned out it was. But... It was a close game because the bullpen, I and mean, the Phillies lineup is not a bad group. Um, they kind of aren't as good as you would think with all of the talent in their lineup, but I mean, this is a group that can kill any team at any time, and the bullpen, I mean, every single guy that pitched out of the bullpen tonight pitched well, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, they have a couple guys in that lineup you'd expect to be doing a little bit more. Reese Hoskins stands out as one that you'd expect to be having a better season than he is. Bryce Harper having a little bit of a down year for him, too. Um, JT Realmuto having a real solid season coming over. Um, Segura, for them, had a couple RBIs tonight. He was expected to be a big acquisition. Probably hasn't been as impactful as they wanted him to be. So I think the offense for that team has, has trailed behind a little bit where I think they want it to be, but still... Like you said, I mean, it's capable of jumping on all the bullpen arms that the Red Sox have, and they executed well. And I was particularly impressed by what I saw from Darwins and Hernandez today, especially um, one of the things I liked was when he he thought he got a called strike three and he was about to walk off the mound, and then he kind of just delivered a really good fastball to, uh, to end the inning there. I, I thought that was a good sequence for him, and I can see him kind of building more confidence as he continues to have these strong outings. Yeah, I really hope they don't put him back in the rotation next year. I kind of have a bad feeling they're going to, but I really I really want him focused on this role. I mean, it's just so clear that this is what he's supposed to be doing. I think there's closer stuff in there. I really do. I don't know. I guess I could see that. I mean, the absolute ceiling. I wouldn't bet on him being that. Um, but, I mean, he has that type of stuff. And, I mean, whether it's closer, 
the second or third guy in a bullpen. I mean, we've seen playoff bullpens. You need three, four, five guys that you trust, and he's definitely one of them. Um, whether or not he's the best or not on a championship team, I don't know if he's going to reach that point, but he's close enough. Yeah, certainly uh, he and others like Josh Taylor, uh, Marcus Walden, I think have done enough to earn a spot in this upcoming 2020 bullpen looking forward to next year. Yeah, um, those two guys are, don't have the ceiling as Starwinds and Hernandez. I mean, Josh Taylor and Marcus Walden are, if you're going for a championship and you have, by the end of the year, if you have the bullpen you want, I don't think those guys are ideally going to be one of your top three or four relievers, but they, they have a role. they'll have a role next year. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to finish talking about the game and wrap up by hitting on a few roster moves. But uh, just stay with us, and we'll give you a couple of words from our sponsor before we get to that. Hey, guys. Let's talk about sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Right now, you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed when you go to BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. BlueChew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since BlueChew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. You visit BlueChew.com, and you get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. You just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB, to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. When you need red wine at 4 p.m. and a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., just Postmate it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S., and they offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, and convenience stores, as well as traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even need to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app on iOS or Android for free and browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery real-time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code Locked On. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus 
free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right. Welcome back for segment two of the show. Um, talking about the lineup a little bit here for the Red Sox, uh, some of the big guns struggled in this one. No hits for Rafael Devers here. No hits for J.D. Martinez, although he did draw the walk there that we mentioned. Um, Bogarts does keep his hit streak alive with the double before the boneheaded mistake. Mookie Betts had a hit in this one. No hits from Ben Benintendi. Um, what did you notice from the offense tonight? I mean, no, no, let dominated them. Um, yeah. I mean, Benintendi did, uh, he smoked that last, that last hit, um, at the double play ball. Uh, it was just right at Segura, but I mean, he hit it, uh, baseball savant had it at 99.5 miles an hour. I mean, he destroyed that ball. It was just bad luck. Yeah. Um, I mean, Bradley's home run was really the lone, uh, bright spot. I mean, he killed that ball. It was a, terrible pitch like the, probably the worst pitch that Noah threw all day Bradley jumped all over it um, other than that they didn't really have much Vasquez did have that double which uh, they had two innings in a row uh, Vasquez had that double and then the next inning uh, Betts had a single and then stole second they had two innings in a row with a guy at second and nobody out where they couldn't score um, I mean that's that's brutal I mean obviously like, I, like we were talking about before Noah deserves a lot of credit and he Pitch extremely well in those situations, but you get there two innings in a row, you've got to get at least one run across. Um, it's just it just wasn't their night. Did you agree with the uh, decision to pinch hit um, for Brockholt, Sam Travis? Yeah, I. It's crazy to say, but I, I, I can't argue against putting Sam Travis in against any lefty right now. Um, yeah, he's been I mean, playing I think, really well. Yeah, and I mean, I think you'd rather do it with Moreland, but obviously Moreland had just hit, so, and Holt's better against lefties than it seems Cora gives him credit for, but it's still, I mean, Sam Travis, Sam Travis has a chance to do, like, real damage where Holt, you're probably looking at a single at best, uh, Sam Travis can give you a double or home run, that's really what you wanted in that situation. Let's get to some of these roster moves that the Red Sox made, um, because that about wraps up our game talk here. But the Red Sox did make a couple moves today. Um, one of them was uh, bringing up Josh Taylor. Um, and I think you wanted to hit on that one in particular. Josh Smith. Josh Smith, yes, that's what I meant to say. Josh Smith, the, uh, the very exciting Josh Smith, who was warming in the bullpen. Yeah, he was warming in the bullpen in the ninth, which is... Very strange. Uh, that's not really what I talk about. It's not even so much with Josh Smith. It's just this move. Uh, Lakins went down. That's, of course, one move. Um, but it's really not about those guys. It's just we're going to see the shuttle from Pawtucket to Boston is going to be really active um, until September and really until Pawtucket sees it done because uh, people always expect everybody to get called up September 1st, but Pawtucket still has games to play, a few games uh, at the beginning of the month, and you can't just leave them without a roster, so um, we're going to see a lot of these moves because the Red Sox have no starting pitchers. Uh, we talked about it yesterday. They have Rick Porcello and Nathan Avaldi, and that's about it. Um, so we're going to see guys like Josh Smith and Hector Velasquez and Brian Weber come up because they're going to need a lot of long relievers, so uh, it's not very exciting, but this is what we have to look forward to. Well, 
Um, I don't know if you're the bearer of good news or bad news or just news there. I guess it's just news. It's just something that's going to be happening in the background that you probably don't need to pay too much attention to, but it is going to be happening. It is what it is. I mean, it's just in, it's just indicative of what they have in their rotation. And I mean, David Price, they're still saying, uh, could come back this weekend, so maybe it won't be quite that bad, but I mean, even with David Price, that's still just three starters in the rotation. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's not a lot of starters. It's not what you want, buddy. It's not ideal. It's not how I would draw it up. But. <laughs> no, no, definitely not ideal. Um, that about wraps this one up. We do have the Phillies again tomorrow. Rick Porcello gets the start in this one against Drew if Smiley. The if the weather cooperates, yes, that's a that's a very important part of this one. Um, but you know, I'll be. Excited to tune in to see what Rick Porcello has in the tank. Drew Smiley has been really up and down, mostly down for the He's last couple of years. Awful. So, this yeah, he did have one start with the Phillies that was pretty good. So, and he he is like, I've always been intrigued by Drew Smiley because every once in a while he goes out there and throws really well. And you know he was like part of the. The David Price trade, you know, so he has been I thought, thought he was as a very I, good piece at some points. I thought he was the man um, at that point. I, I held him in a dynasty league for like an embarrassing <laughs> amount of time because I thought he was going to come back, but injuries just destroyed him, which sucks. Yeah. You know, it's not that you can do about it, but he's yeah, he had, he really he had two good starts when he first got to the Phillies, and then he's kind of tanked since then. Yeah, he's a guy I kind of always liked, so I'll be interested to see what what his stuff looks like these days in its diminished form. But it might just make me sad, so I don't know. But if the Red Sox get a win out of it, I'll be happy. That does it for our show today. Uh, any closing thoughts before we get out of here, Matt? Uh, no, I got nothing. All right. So if you like the show, please go on, rate and review us, and follow us on Twitter. You can follow the Locked On Red Sox account at LO underscore Red Sox. You can follow Matt at MattRYCollins, and you can follow me at at DevJake. You can ask us questions and interact with us there. You can also urge other Red Sox fans to subscribe to the show, and fans of the league as a whole, tune into Locked On MLB to get an overview of what's happening in the league in just 15 minutes. So thank you very much, and we'll be with you for tomorrow's episode. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.